0: Going on, Nate. Hey, what's up? Oh man, I was like gonna the, the Yankees jersey today. Yeah, well, we lost. We're we're 0 1. That's all right though. You know, that's... really did it it kicked off? Yeah, it kicked off today, the, and uh, one they had the a one o'clock. Season. Yep, regular season one o'clock game against the Blue Jays, and uh, oh, okay. They they I, I think it all went to went to shit when the Blue Jays brought in their quasi closer in the ninth, and he's got. The weirdest windup I've ever seen in my life. Like, like the, there's two pitchers ever that I've wanted to physically punch in the face, and he's <laughs> he's he's the second one, right? I mean, it's just. You remember his name? His name is Jordan Romano, like Ray Romano, but Jordan Romano. Yeah. And he does yeah. this. He looks like he's talking to himself, like when he comes to a set position, and then he yeah. does like a like a sumo squat. Like he squats all the way down to the ground, and like pauses for a second, and then stands all the way up, and then throws. And he does it for every single pitch. It's like uh, there. There used to be another guy. God, I can't remember. It was Fernando.
1: Not Fernando Venezuela.
0: No, no, he was. He's a god, man. I used to love that dude. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember, man. It was. Uh, I think it was a Dominican guy. But he used to every time he he closed out a game. He would pretend he was shooting an arrow at the moon, and it used to just like piss me oh. off. Like, I was like, I was like "Well, Not someone it. please hit this guy!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like yeah. it reminds me of like, uh, like, like WWE, right? Where the wrestlers come out and like Hulk Hogan used to do his like thing. Like, I yeah. that I get. It's for show. It's pretend. But when yeah. you're playing professional sports, don't act like an eight year old boy. Like,
1: yeah. And who, who told this guy it was okay? to do to squat down before a pitch the, the, like the, I'm, I'm all good with like if it helps your pitch like i don't care how high your knee comes up i don't care what your release is but a squat before pitching is there's no point in that
0: every pitch dude and it's like you just every time you're like don't do it again damn it he did it again don't damn it because <laughs> he, he does it every single time like and maybe maybe that's why he does it maybe it's like He's, like, mind-fucking the batters, because if he's mind-fucking me, he's definitely getting them. Like, yeah. <laughs> like well, probably, it's kind
1: of like the whole thing, like, the mental thing with the dude that plays for the Nats, the really good hitter. What's his name? It gets all low, and then he sweeps his leg, and, like, bends real low when they pitch. What's his name? Soto?
0: Yeah, yeah, just to mess with them.
1: Yeah, he, he, first time I saw him, I'm like, what is he doing? It's like, every pitch he's trying to, like, physically, like, in, like, a... In a like, um, body again, language way, like come at the
0: pitcher. Yeah, again, if, if it's, I guess if it's to, you know, to, to make someone think or get in their head, that's one thing. But, I mean, yeah. if, if I'm pitching and someone does that, I'm I'm throwing at them. Right? Yeah. Like, did you ever pitch? Yeah, I, I did, but only because I threw hard, because I was a catcher. So yeah. I threw hard, but. That was about it. You know, there was no... If I had to go beyond three batters, I was hitting them. Like, I just had no control whatsoever. Um, you know, so if they need someone to come in and get one out, I'm good for that. But if it was two or three outs, then forget it. So... But it's definitely an yeah. art, man. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I mean, like, there's there's so much... I mean, like anything now, there's so much science involved. I mean, even even thinking of, like, Major League catchers now, they have to do so much. Like... Dude, they have to read scattering reports on batters. They have to, you know, be able to. You know, they've got wristbands now, like quarterbacks, where they're looking, like, all right, you know, this hitter, you know, he's batting, you know, ninety-eight when you throw him high and inside, you know, with two strikes. Like, you, it's yeah. crazy the analytics that's involved in in all sports now, right? It's oh yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I had sure a he's got, he's got
1: people he's looking over to. In the dugout, that are giving him those stats too, and telling him
0: exactly, man. I mean, it's like like I had a, I had a, a dinner last night with a customer, and his son plays basketball, right? He's in eighth grade, and he has him doing it's three days a week or four days a week. They he goes into this like it's like a room, like a booth, and in the booth he dribbles the basketball, but there's cameras on the wall that analyzes his dribble and gives like a full breakdown of, Hey, you know, you got to keep your head up. Hey, you got to do this. Hey, you got to do like, and then the next, the next one is just shooting. You just shoot for like 30 minutes and it picks up like the arc, like everything, but it's all essentially it's like, it's like going to uh, the arcade and playing the the old basketball game. It's that, but on like steroids where it's analyzing like a hundred different data points on every single shot. Yeah. Like that, it's just crazy to me, man. Like, and it's not yeah. that expensive. I think he said it's like a hundred, he pays like 150 bucks a month for that, hmm. but he can go unlimited amounts of time. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Man. Like, do
1: you you want to hear my honest opinion on that? Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous. Oh, well, I do. It, depending on like what you want for your kid. But like I've told Slater the exact opposite of that. And it's based on the actual guys that have done it—the Kobe's, the Jordans, the Steph Curry's. I tell him it's a numbers game. Yep. You put in the work, you're gonna get the result. I told—I told him the other day, you go get a hundred makes every day, on his hoop is, he has outside. I say, so you'll get a full ride scholarship to any college you want to go to. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you know there's gonna be days he's not gonna want to do it. And he's like, wait, what do you mean every day? And I said, yeah, every day. I said, what if there's three feet of snow outside? I said, get your snow boots on and get your hundred makes. He's like, what? Are you crazy? I said, hey, it's the price you pay for what you want. So when you decide you want something, if you want to get the full ride to Duke or North Carolina or UCLA, whatever, like you go get your 100 makes every day. And what I'm telling him is a number, but it's more just about the discipline and the mindset he'll establish. If he knows when he's in high school, you know, senior year, there's scouts there. If he knows he was out in sixth grade getting 100 makes every day and has been doing that for six years – you know, from the time he was twelve to the time he's eighteen, that's what actually will separate. Because then, when you shoot that ball, when you shoot the three at the buzzer, you actually believe that you deserve yeah, for the
0: that ball good. to go in. Yeah, you get the confidence, right? I mean, but that's yeah again, seventy five hard, man. That's what it is. It's all it's yeah. it's do the work. Everybody knows what yeah. to do, right? Eat healthy, yeah. read, drink water, you know, drink less alcohol, and and yeah. exercise. Yeah, common sense, but nobody does. Yeah, it. A lot of parents think
1: getting their 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 kid in the right league, having the right connections, you know, all those things. No. What, what was Larry Bird doing as a kid? Yep. Not shooting the rock. He didn't have the best release in the world, right? It <laughs> probably wasn't the most, like, mechanically correct and, you know, overanalyzed, but when it came down to it, he put the ball in the bucket.
0: Yeah. So. Dude, it's, and, and, yeah. and that's, but that's that goes with anything. That goes with even, like, with our business, right, you know, just the, the recruiting, the sales, wh- whatever it is, you, you yeah. just got to do it. And I think, you know, you hit a good point, like, what if you don't want to do it? You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, exactly. Like, like, those are the days that it's probably the most important, right? Because it's easy to do something when you want to do it. But yeah. when you don't want to do it, can you still sit there and put in, you know, put in the work and, and do the effort? I think that falls into excuses, Right, just just in general, right? I mean, it's I'm reading a book right now. It's called, it's called Treasure, uh, uncovering patterns and principles that create prosperity, by some guy Edwin wow. Edwin Lewis Cole. Okay, never heard of the guy, okay. and you see the cover there. If yes. I saw this, if I saw this book, right, if I saw this book in a bookstore, I would walk by it a hundred times out of a hundred times, and I would not pick this up. No. It happened to be in a box of books that my uncle gave me, and clearly he never read it either because it's like in perfect condition, but it was written in 2001. The guy died in 2002, so luckily he got pen to paper, but yeah. it is, I mean, I'm probably two chapters in. I started this morning. It's a phenomenal book. Yeah. It, it literally is a treasure. Who knew, right? Because you look at it, right? Never judge a book by its cover. It yeah. looks like a children's book. It looks like something that that you or I would paint, just you know, in our spare yeah. time. But so this Edwin Lewis
1: Cole, what was his background?
0: No idea. Don't even know. No idea. Okay. Just just started looking at it, and then I right before this, uh, yeah, this podcast, I went online to see like, hey, who is this guy? I don't even know who the hell the guy is, right? Yeah. So all I know is he died in two thousand two. I gotta I gotta do a little more research on him. But what what he talks about is. He talks about and you got to think he was an older guy. I mean, he was probably eighties so when he died, something like that. But when he wrote this book in two thousand and one, one of the things that he talked about was we have created a culture and a generation of excuses. Yeah, that was twenty years ago, right? And what That's are we wild. talking about now? It's the same shit. It's only oh, getting it's, worse. It's
1: way further down the
0: path, right? But but what he what he was saying is basically life is all about levels right and it's being successful or living the best life you can possibly live has nothing to do with money it has nothing to do with toys or objects it has to do with what what level do you like how much are you pushing yourself to get to the next level and yeah. and it's it's a series of choices right i mean never never focus on consequences And blaming the consequences or blaming the things, the circumstances, whatever comes up in your life. Because every single circumstance, you have a choice. What you choose, that's on you. It's not on anybody else. But the problem is, every time we make the wrong choice and we deal with the negative consequence, we immediately blame somebody else or something else. It's automatically somebody else's fault. Well, I didn't have this opportunity because of that. Or I didn't have this opportunity because of this person or that person. Or I didn't come from money. When the, the fact is, you know, he keeps bringing it back to, excuses are never acceptable. Never. There's never a time where you it's acceptable to say, hey, I didn't do it because of ABC. Because if you made, maybe it was maybe the choice that you made there. Or maybe it was two choices ago. Or maybe it was a choice you made five years ago. At some point in time, you made a choice that put you into the circumstance that you're in now. What are you going to do about it? Right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy when you hear that stuff because it's just it, it's common sense. But it's this, most people, I think, have that victim mentality. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Why me? Poor me. Poor me. You see it in Georgia right now where they're taking away the rights of African-Americans and their voting rights. Time out. Obviously I'm you know I'm white white as white can be if I was black I'd be furious right now because I'd be sitting here going hold on you think we're not smart enough to get a driver's license we're not smart yeah. enough to go buy you know go go show ID to do this or do that who yeah. who is this really right who's the victim who are we really trying to quote unquote help here yeah nobody but that always goes back to the mindset
1: of the left right it, it shows their racism
0: 100% dude it's it's yeah. you know it's it's this oh you, you know you I can't you can't do this on your you need me to do this for you or I need to think for you or you know well how, how can they possibly drive to a voting poll how can they possibly show a driver's license I don't know let's yeah. go let's go walk around all the inner cities and find out how many people the same, actually have ideas? Same IDs? way a black
1: guy became president. That's crazy. Yeah, like they can do it. The same way the black guys are CEOs, black women are CEOs of major companies that in some of the most powerful positions in our country. Like it's just ridiculous.
0: It, it's it's yeah. if look if there was a if there was a true a true ground truth feeling of trying to help people, all for it. I get it but they're not trying to help they're trying to control or maybe it's that they feel that that population is starting to open their eyes and go hold on you guys have been you've been tricking us for the last you know freaking 60 years we're not falling for this yeah. shit anymore so yeah. turn it to the border right turn it to illegal immigration turn it what what is the real push because You hear all these things about the, you know, the COVID passport, right? Okay. I need, and I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I just don't, but, but let's just say hypothetically, it does. You're telling me that I have to produce a document saying that I got a vaccine, but other people aren't smart enough to produce a driver's license to vote. Yeah. How does that happen? But again, you get rid of the, the, the ID for voting who gets to vote all of a sudden. Illegal immigrants. Yeah. I mean it it's brilliant on one hand on their yeah. their side, right? But it's like <laughs> you know, but but it's also that, that you can't be that dumb to think that that is acceptable. The problem is most people won't push against it. They're like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." Okay. Uh, ah, yeah. it's it,
1: it's all backwards, man.
0: Dude, it it is. But but you see it you see it in the business world too, right? It's it's how many? You know, you're in a company meeting, or you're going to have a company meeting, and you have a great idea that you you know has to get out to whether it's people within the the, the group, or customers, or future employees, whoever it is. But how many people will be in that meeting, and they're asked, "Hey, uh, Nate, Mike, any anything to add? No, no, I'm I'm good." Because they they they're either afraid that they're going to say something stupid, or even worse, they're afraid they're going to say something that's really freaking good and somebody yeah. else is going to steal the idea from them or or something, right? It's like everybody wants to be the hero. No one can just step up and speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy how many corporations have cultures that are all based on fear. Yep. And, and the ones where you don't have fear, like, you know, they they're the ones that are thriving. But the The corporate cultures where it's like we're not sharing ideas with our competitors. It's just not the way to operate these days.
0: (laughs) No, it's but you know what, like so that that that's a good point too. I've got I mean, I've got a lot of friends that I compete against every day. I mean, every day. We're sometimes we're going after the exact same work. And I talk to those people more than I talk to people that are on my team. Because I want to get, hey, what what are you guys doing with this? Hey, great job on winning that one. Dude, what did you guys do differently? Like, what what made you better? Or when I talk to a customer and I say, hey, what other groups are you working with? Oh, well, yeah. you know, we don't want to tell you that. I'm like, okay. Well, of the other groups you're working with, what do you really like about the ones that you really like? Like, what is it that separates them from the other 50 companies you work with? And every time they'll say, well, they don't bullshit me, they don't lie, you know, they, they're honest, they're upfront." and I'm like, so integrity? <laughs> yeah. But how Which sad that is mean? that? Yeah. Like, that's sad, because that what that means is that the other 40, 50 companies don't have integrity? So, yeah. three out of 53 companies have integrity? Well, yeah. all right, put us in that yeah. top three easily. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: you know? Yeah. You you said
1: something huge in the sense that you talk to your competitors, which most people are kind of like jerks to their competitors, right? Yep. Like if your competitor wins the work, it's like, oh, screw them. I, yeah, I'm not talking to them. But what happens when you are, when you do have a relationship with your competitor is that who knows what will come out of them winning? Yep. Because they're going to look back at you and say, hey, we need some people to do this. Maybe we need a subcontractor. Maybe we need some, you know, some specialty people, some sort of collaboration. So it's never like a lose, <laughs> you know. But, like but, you can but, always you can always see any any situation turn it into a win.
0: But why do what why do especially in the government contracting world, right? Why when when someone loses a bid, right? Someone someone else wins it. I lost. What you what do you what would you say is the most common excuse that the loser? says or make what are some of the things that you've you've seen or heard out there
1: i mean it because of ego and because of the pride of the person that worked on that proposal is that i would probably say the excuse would be like they just didn't understand like it's it was it would be on the person who made the sin. they didn't understand our value we didn't you know it they're stupid
0: yeah yeah, exactly. they
1: are the dumb ones for not going with us, right?
0: That's right. It's 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 all along those lines. You're like, oh well, yeah, that, that, that group underbid. There's no way they can deliver. Well, how do you know? Like, now, don't get yeah. me wrong. In a lot of cases, it is underbid, no question, right? Yeah. But I I had uh, a a couple years back, I was on I was a sub on a on a program over at one of the customers, and the incumbent we were with them had had the, the program for, you know, almost 10 years. And I had a lunch with the, the PM that was heading up, you know, everything on site and the recompete. And, you know, I was there for about five minutes and I asked him, I said, man, you, you seem really confident about this win. Why? Mm-hmm. And his response, he kind of kicked back in his chair and he said, we've been here for, you know, almost 12 years. Dude, the customer loves us and I, I I, literally wrote on my notebook shit like shit and yeah. we walked out and I went over to you know my owner at the time and I said he's like hey what would you think I said I, I think we're gonna lose and he said well no what do you mean like you know they, they love us I'm like yeah we're gonna lose I guarantee you because what happened was the customer released the RFP we responded, the customer then said, hey, we're gonna re-release the RFP. Basically, wink, wink, you didn't address what, we, we do like you, we like you a lot, but you gotta answer the questions that we put in there. Submitted another bid, they looked at it again, they released it a third time. And the ego of the PM, two times now, didn't listen. Right? It's basically like, it's like a teacher. You took your test, you bombed it. But the teacher really likes you. He's like, Nate, here, take it again. Study extra hard. Take your notebook home and use it. You turn the test in again, and you didn't change anything. Because you're so confident. Well, what happened is we ended up losing. And the reason we lost was because if you are implanted in a customer for 12 years and... Your excuse for losing was well how was I supposed to know that they had an inside track how did this outsider who is yeah. I mean it's it's almost like someone coming into your house and after 16 years telling you how to best control your family right it's like how the hell did yeah. that guy know that like man so it's it's that's not an acceptable excuse to sit there and point fingers at well that's no fair they knew information that I couldn't get from the customer I sit with every single day for 12 years? Yeah. Come on, man. Like... Yeah. And it was just it such a joke. To, it
1: goes back to the book. There's no room for excuses. If you lose, you lose.
0: You lost. Now lick yeah. your wounds and get back after it. Right? But yeah. again, it's... Like it's the, only, the only real losers are the people
1: that lose and don't learn anything from it. Because if you learn from a loss, it's a win.
0: Right. But if you're if yeah. you're the incumbent... You have the ear of the customer. So if you're not every day, I mean, like I would even put in the proposal, I would turn it in and say, hey, you know, Nate, here's why you wanna go with us. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna schedule a, a meeting with you, you know, every single Friday to go over, hey, how are we doing? How, how yeah. am I doing? How's the team doing? Are we meeting objectives? Or are we not meeting objectives? Yeah. But nobody ever puts that in the proposal. Because they're scared to ask that question. Hey, how are we doing? Yeah. You guys are you're, yeah. you're screwing up. Oh shit! Uh, so I'd rather just ignore yeah, it. That
1: looks bad on me. Yeah.
0: yeah, but they'd rather ignore it and lose the work, and then the blame same. someone else. Yeah. But you see, you see it all the time. It's like it's yeah. like watching the same movie over and over and over again, right? Like I don't, I don't know, know, man. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Just a little bit of personal responsibility just take, will take you so far.
0: It will, man. But but even in even in relationships, right? Like doing doing head checks, you know, with your wife, doing head checks with your kids, like, "Hey, how am I doing?" Right? Yeah. "Oh, you're doing fine." No, 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 no. no. You got to give me something. "How am I doing?" Give me something. Right? Because the truth is, you probably don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I, it's yeah, it's it's funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially like you mentioned another great thing with the victim mindset. Right. Like even even if even if you can tell yourself the
1: story of how you were a victim to something, maybe there was an inside track, maybe there was XYZ, you don't do yourself any favors in believing that story. Like you better create a new narrative right. so you're not the victim. That's the thing I think to myself a lot is when, I, when I'm on my deathbed, you know, the last thing I want to ever think was like, Oh man, twenty years ago, like I I thought I was the victim of something. And that person had that person or that circumstance or whatever had the power over me. Because you don't want to have even one percent victim.
0: Right. When you get to the end. But so 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 what do you tell the person? And this is a, a preloaded question, but what do you tell the person that let's say let's say I'm I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm like, man, this is this is unfair. Everybody's against me, and then you turn to me and you're like, dude, stop, you know, stop stop acting like a victim. And I'm like, I'm entitled to feel that way. What do you tell that person that says, I'm entitled to feel that way?
1: I mean, you just gotta be straight up. No, you're not. Yeah. But
0: it's but 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 here's the That's thing, the like the problem. You that can you feel
1: that you're entitled. That's the problem.
0: Right. But you yeah. can. Everybody has the right. If you wanna if you wanna feel sorry for yourself, feel sorry for yourself. But you just can't
1: never win
0: in life that's exactly it and you can't expect other people to feel that for you as well right like and we've all been there i mean dude there's plenty of times where yeah i felt sorry for myself right i mean it's we're humans but I, i think you know think of the amount that we we read the amount of time we spend talking about these things and we still screw up right like i mean i've i'm this is book number 15 on the year Right. So I'm already ahead of schedule for a book a week. And every book, for the most part, revolves around the same thing. It's just being a better person, right? Like helping humanity, doing better. And if I'm reading that many books and I still screw up 10, 15, 20 times a day, Mm -hmm. imagine the people that haven't read a book in the last 10 years, right? Like, I mean, I'm like, I make a conscious effort. To not be a jackass, and I'm still a jackass, yeah. right? Like, so I, it's just I, I couldn't imagine not putting the time and energy into it, and just kind of going through life like waiting for life to happen to you versus kind of grabbing the bull by the horns and happening to life. If that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think what kind of what that makes me think about is just having a just a passion for truth. Right. Right because if you if you're not seeking out truth every day the natural human tendency is that you're going to be deceived by yourself by the del- you know as a Christian I think like if you're not getting truth into your mind you're going you're living a life in deception Yeah So for me it's like getting into the Bible getting into good like personal development books like we talk about because if once you decide you're going to seek truth that's I mean I can't even imagine the person who has no interest in the truth Yeah Right it's just it kind of blows my mind, or you know, or they're just so deceived that they think the truth is reading a book about um, systemic racism in the U.S. or things like that that just fit a narrative that they want. They're
0: they're, you know, but that, but that's a that's a good point there, right? Is you know defining what what truth is, right? Because I think yeah. I think now more than ever, the truth is manipulated to fit. People's stories feelings backgrounds, whatever it is, you know, it's 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 almost like the old old saying of like, you know the doing the right thing Is always the right thing right like no matter what the circumstance it's just you know If you're ever at a crossroads of what do I do, like just tell you to do the right thing Just do the right thing. What what do you feel with every moral in your body? Is the right thing to do and do it and if it happens to be the wrong thing then you got to accept those consequences. Wh- whatever it is, yeah. good, bad, indifferent, you got to just take it and be like, "Damn, yeah, I-, I screwed up on that one." And don't be afraid to admit it. Hey, Dan, I'm sorry, man. That was that was definitely the wrong decision. We good? Yep. Okay. Cool. Now let's move forward, right? But don't yeah. make the wrong decision and then you know blame the other person and deny. Well, how the hell was I supposed to know? Blah blah blah. Right. You you didn't know because you haven't been faced with that before. But again, books. Dude, there's a lot of things that I've learned from other people's mistakes, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, man, I never thought about that. That's a good one. Like, now most things I yeah. learned from my own mistakes, but hell, if I can learn them from someone else before I make that same mistake, I'm all for it, man. I'll, I'll yeah. take it.
1: And the people at the end of the day, the people that actually have respect in this world are people that own their mistakes. Yep. People that do the wrong thing because we're humans and we do the wrong thing every day. But it's the people who actually admit to doing the wrong thing that then build connections with people who trust them because they're not just trying to come across as some perfect person
0: right. who nobody trusts. So, so what what about so do you think why is it that that there's certain people that just kinda they don't demand respect. They they command it. Right, like there are certain people, right? I mean, we all we've all seen them, and I think you know, I, I think we've seen a lot more of the opposite. But there's people that can just they can walk into a room, and they instantly people respect them. But right? why why is it like? Do you think it's the way that people carry themselves? Do you think it's is it like a physical statue thing? Is it a, a really cool beard? Like what is it that makes people be like, oh. damn, like that that looks like a good dude?
1: Yeah, I've thought about that too. I th- I think it's just we have so much experience with interacting with humans throughout our life that we're really good. Like most people are have pretty good perception. Yeah. And just like that gut feeling of like when someone walks into a room, they're just a respectable person, or they're
0: not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those things that's in your gut, but it's it's gained through the human
1: experience. And I think you know now at almost forty, you have a, you have a better sense for picking those people out. Yeah. Just because of everybody you've met and you've interacted with. But I think on on their end, the reason they have that self-confidence and that self-esteem, and you know, like you hear all the time, and Ed Milet was just on Andy Frisella's podcast talking about this. It's like, you kept the promises you made to yourself, whatever it was, small promise, you, you decided you're gonna keep this small promise yourself for 10 days, for a month, whatever it is, and that's actually what builds your self esteem and your self confidence so that when you walk into the room, people just kind of inherently, I think, just pick that out. Yeah. People.
0: Yeah. No, so I- if,
1: you're, if you're not someone who walks into a room and you feel like you demand respect, then you better pick a handful of things, of promises you're going to keep to yourself and do them, and that'll come.
0: Yeah, but it's, but it's, but so, all right. So you got, you got those people, all right. But then you've got the, the person that, you know, you kinda of hit on there that just has no self confidence, whatever it is, and they walk in and people are you know, they don't they don't run over like, Oh man, how are you? Hey, good to meet you. Hey, look at this. Like no one's trying to impress them because they don't have the confidence in themselves. What about the people that you know, again, the difference between command and demand. What about the person that walks into the room and like they demand? You better respect me. Like they and and they'll say it, right? I mean I've I worked for a guy, like for an owner that used to tell me like this is my company, and you better respect me. And it's like, uh, okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that,
1: just, that just screams insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: But, yeah. But it's like, that's going to backfire. <laughs> Let me know how that works for you, man. Yeah.
1: No, it is crazy. Um, but you still see
0: Yeah. You see, you see it yeah, everywhere. It's
1: awesome that you're reading. Like, even the things you know, you're still reading the books. Right, like at your level of how many books you've read, you could easily say, "I've got it. I kind right. of, have kind of figured out life. I know the truths of this world. I don't need to read a book." But every single one you pick up, you're finding some new nugget that takes you even a level deeper.
0: Dude, that, you know that's exactly it. But it also, you know, and this this goes back to like, um, you know, how to win friends or or you know, strong father, strong daughters, or, or you name it, dude. Like, there are you know the magic of thinking big. There's so many things that. You know I, I think we as people we we have inside of us right and, and again we can you can talk for days on where that comes from is it is it nature is it nurture is it things you pick up you know you build over time did God just put it inside of you for you to discover right and I, I think I look at that as like your gift right everybody has a gift everybody has something inside of them that they need to get out so even yeah. as a you know as a three year old you you know what makes a good person like you you just you do you just get it right you know that you're supposed to do certain things just innately it's weird right but somewhere along the line that gets distorted because we we start letting the outside voices control the inside voice and kind of stamp that down right like yeah like I, I mean dude i've always my whole life i've always had the goal of and it sounds corny but i want to change the world right i want to change the world do i think i'm going to change the whole world i don't know but for about 15 20 years i would never let anybody know that because like you know all through elementary school middle school high school the beginning of college i was like hey this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to do but then somewhere along the line i was like shut up dude you sound like a you sound like a cheese ball right like you're not going to change the fucking world let's be honest right but now, you know, I sit there and I'm like, damn, man, like, why did I let all these people tell me you can't do that? You can't do that. That's stupid. That's not a job. That's not real. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. but but how many people are going through life with that same feeling? Like, I want to be an artist. I want to be a musician. You, musicians don't make money. Yeah. They don't? Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, <laughs> let's talk about a little Nas X, right? I mean, with this freaking devil <laughs> shoe. I mean, <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: which... Is crazy, but you know. Yeah,
1: it's all those voices from society, from a school teacher, from a coach that you just let creep in. But but that even that, people, and they're typically from people that never really got to where they wanted to be themselves. That's it. That's dude. the thing you always have to remember. Yeah.
0: It's 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 haters, man. Right? It's it's winners focus on winning, and losers focus on winners. Right? Like yeah. it's. And it's it really like if you if imagine if you were taught that as a three year old and you knew that your whole life and every, you just put people in in two buckets winners losers <laughs> right winners yeah. prop each other up winners pick people up with them winners love to see somebody succeed more than them because it gives them something to work towards losers yeah. want everybody around them to fail to come down to their level so that they don't look like as much of a loser yeah. right I mean I don't know. Yeah.
1: You know, you know what I think with you in is your level of influence. So when you say something, let's say on the podcast, you make uh, some sort of life, um, say, lesson or some sort of communication lesson or leadership lesson or whatever. The reason you can speak it so confidently is because you've read the 50 books right. that have all basically told you the same thing. So you know when you say something, it's not just me saying it. Like I've read this from some of the greatest minds of all time. And they've all said the same thing. So that's how reading the books develops such self-confidence is because it's not just me saying it. It's right. not just Nick Gullivan. You know,
0: <laughs> well, no, but but, 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 but you're, you're right, though, man. It's like, again, you know, we talked about, you know, the Marcus Aurelius journal, right? We talked about, you know, Dale Carnegie. and And when I first read How to Win Friends, I thought I was like, I was like, dude, I am the smartest fucking dude on earth. I read this book. Nobody knows about it and i got like six chapters in i look back at the beginning i'm like 1935 what the hell like so again it's it's i think i think you know god the universe the world they they put these little breadcrumbs out there for you to find but most of us are so tunnel vision and sing, you know simple minded that we don't yeah. look to the left or right to go damn like I mean, I can't tell you how many things I've read or seen or learned six months ago that I learned 30 years ago. I just never believed in it because I never heard anybody else repeat it, right? Like things yeah. that you feel, you just, you know what I'm talking about, things you're just like, you're passionate, like you're willing to die over. Yeah. But, but you don't hear it anywhere else. So you think you're in the wrong. You're like, oh, maybe, maybe people are evil. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe the, the, like statistically speaking, like my parents got divorced when I was a baby, you know, my wife's parents got divorced when, when she was a baby. So statistically speaking, we have zero chance of success. We just celebrated 16 years of marriage, right? So it's like you, you sit there and you're like, like maybe it's like, am I, am I doing it to defy the odds? Like, is that the driver to be like, oh yeah, screw that. we we're, we're, we're beating that shit. But you could easily go the other way. Oh, you know what? You get in a, a your your first argument. You're like, yeah, this isn't working. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't gonna work from the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, but that's the that's the defeatist mentality that I think so many people have, man. They just they give up without a fight, right? They they're not even willing to compromise or fight for something they believe in. They just they just take it like the masks. I mean, for the love of God, man! I went to a cross country meet. For my daughter, high school cross country meet at Oatlands, right? The, the huge 50, 50, 60 acre farm. There was about 250 people there. Nate, I was the only person without a mask. No. I swear. An
1: outdoor event.
0: I, I have video and I will send it to you because I was going up to people's faces, videotaping them with masks on to the point where I, I was embarrassed for humanity because I, yeah. I wasn't You're
1: embarrassed to be a citizen of that dude, county.
0: Embarrassed, man. Because here's the thing the players or the runners, when they weren't in the race, they had to wear the masks. I get that. That's a rule, no problem. The coaches had to wear a mask. You know, the athletic directors that were there, they had to wear a mask. School affiliate people had to wear a mask. Parents didn't have to wear masks. There were yeah. no signs anywhere. No one told you you had to. No one said anything about any of that. They They chose because they're so well trained now. Right, that they can go let the the cows and the sheep go out to pasture, and they don't have to worry about them running away, right? Because they yeah. they know they're going to get like electrocuted if they like try to go off the property. But what was what was really sad was, I swear, I was waiting for people to say something to me, like, oh, "What an asshole!" Put your mask on. But when I looked them in the eyes, right, that's all I could see because they all look like you know the. Covered, face covered. All I saw was the eyes. What I saw in almost all their eyes was, damn, I wish I could be free like that guy. Yeah. Like, that's, like, honestly, like... most of them, 90% 90 of them looked at you with respect. Yes. Because
1: you had the courage to do something they didn't. And everybody knows it's ridiculous at this point.
0: It's ridiculous. That's the whole thing.
1: Everybody, I mean, there's a a few, there's a handful. There's still these true believers, this cult-like mask group. But I truly believe just about everybody's figured out that it doesn't make any difference. Yep.
0: Dude, I, 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 was, actually, I was actually looking at the, the, the things that people
1: wear um, that are actually dealing with very, uh, very dangerous viruses. Like if you look at people dealing with Ebola in a lab, what are they wearing? Look
0: like at hazmat suits, dude. Hazmat
1: like. suits. There's zero interaction with the air, which just goes to show you. You think if we actually thought this COVID 19 virus was serious, we wouldn't just be putting some flimsy like cloth so, mask over our it. It doesn't make any sense,
0: dude. It's so it's so true, man. But, but, it's,
1: but it's all social pressure now.
0: Yeah, but that. But I think that's the thing, right? It's it's, and again, whatever whatever your views are, one way or the other, it doesn't matter. But do you remember once upon a time when you could you you were allowed to feel something? And even crazier, you were allowed to say something about, like you were allowed to say how you felt out loud. But now, people are so afraid to say anything because they don't want to be labeled as racist. They don't want to be labeled as sexist. They don't want to be homophobic. They, like it's, it's like, dude, you can't say anything. Or if you question the masks, you don't, you don't believe in science. But or you guess, don't
1: care about your neighbor.
0: Dude, it's, it, it's just so absurd that it it, like you 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 know it's and that's what happens when you have extremes right when look at politics right Democrats believe this Republicans believe the polar opposite there's there's no compromise right but if you and I are in a a negotiation the perfect scenario is I walk away with you know 70 80 percent of what I want you walk away with 70 80 percent what you want we compromise on 20 percent that's that's what grown-ups do, right? In the business world, you don't walk in and put a gun to someone's head and say, "This is what you're going to do or I'm going to shoot you and your whole family." No, yeah. you 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 work something out and if you can't come to an agreement, then okay, hey, it's not going to work. Let's go somewhere else. But you don't yeah. you don't name call Well, you're stupid, you're racist, you're fat, you're this, you're ugly like it's like Yeah. You know like I mean honestly, man, it's just they 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 take things to such extremes. I do think by design Because I think people they want confusion. They want people to not be able to think for themselves and go, hold on, you're wrong, but dude, you're wrong too. (laughs) The hell's wrong with you guys? Like you're both wrong here. Yeah. And
1: that goes back to seeking the truth, right? Yep. Like there is there is an actual truth about masks and viruses. Whether you want to know it or not, like everybody can go figure it out. Like there's data, there's been studies, like you can go figure out if the masks we're wearing are, are protecting you against a virus. Like, right. there is truth. But people don't want the truth because they would rather fall in line to their favorite politician that, you know, they think represents their beliefs. And so, yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: It's, it is it is crazy, man. I mean, it's uh, yeah. crazy times.
1: Dude, I, I probably better roll soon, but I wanted yeah. to hit back on one thing you mentioned that I just loved and I didn't mention at the time, but the idea of breadcrumbs throughout your life, right? The thing I think about with breadcrumbs is, and doing the right and wrong thing is, and I go back to like your deathbed experience, like when you're 80 or 90 and you're laying there, the thing I fear, like not a lot of the same things other people fear like COVID or, you know, all these other crazy things. But what if you missed one of those breadcrumbs? Yeah. Because you were distracted with doing the wrong things.
0: And that's what, and that's how you're going to miss the breadcrumb,
1: right? Because if... If it's alcohol, drugs, cheating around on your spouse, like all those things that require your mental energy or just take time, right? Doing the wrong – doing wrong things that take up your time and energy, that, those bre- that breadcrumb could have been right in front of your face and you missed it. Yep. And to think like, oh, man, 20 years ago, now I see that that breadcrumb, that breadcrumb was right there and it could have led me in this down this path and everything could have been different. So that's really the thing people should fear is those vices that are distracting you from those life breadcrumbs and you only get maybe a handful.
0: Yeah. No, you you're right dude, but I mean it could be it could be as simple as you know, okay, do I do I clean the house today or do I go shopping? I don't know. I don't know. I'll just I'll screw on on my phone, I'll watch TV. Before you know it, it's it's nat- night time, it's time to go to bed. You didn't accomplish anything. Like, yeah. right? So, so your you, your lack of being able to make a decision for both of them could have been the right decision. It, it, it doesn't matter, right? But you now have done nothing, and you just yeah. wasted a day, an hour, whatever the hell it is. You just wasted time to your point on meaningless bullshit. That, quite frankly, what, what are you going to do? Because you're not going to get that time back, right? Like it's. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, it's 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 mind blowing to me though because. So many people go through that all the time. We all experience it. We all get, you know, like I call it tuning out the noise, right? I mean, I'm I'm like the king of telling, especially at work. I tell my people all the time, tune out the noise. Don't worry about what other groups are doing. Don't worry about that. We're doing the right thing. Keep going. Trust in it. Believe in it. Let's go. But then I'll find myself getting all fired up over the noise, right? And I have to like, I lean on my wife because she's like, what do you always tell people? Tune out the noise. Like, take your own damn advice. I'm like, damn, you're right. God, damn. Yeah. Yes. All right. Right. But but you're right, dude. It's
1: yeah. You know. I think sometimes people don't even think that their thing is like a vice that could distract them. Right. So like, I use like extreme examples like drugs and you know having a, an affair that's taking up your time. But what if it's just you're addicted to the high fructose corn syrup in the McDonald's Coke? Yeah. And I need to take thirty minutes to go get McDonald's. Or what if it's like, I mean, gambling is kind of, nobody thinks that's a good thing, but maybe it's just a little too much gambling, or maybe it's just a little too much of whatever it is. Everybody knows that there's those things that just kind of suck your time Yeah, that are not the right things to be doing.
0: And, and they're everywhere, right? But, I mean, yeah. that's that's also, I mean, again, back to the Bible, I mean, temptation is everywhere, right? And and there's, yeah. you know, it's, it's there for a reason to see, like, hey, you 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 made the commitment you say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna live the good life i'm gonna walk the right path all right let's find out if you mean that we're gonna throw this yeah. out there Ooh, wow that looks oh that looks fun right it's yeah. like no you yeah. got to have that willpower to stay the course and keep doing again the right thing is always the right thing always 100 times yeah. out of 100 times right um yeah no i like it man yeah. all right dude well, i know you got to get rolling you guys got football going on now
1: we do. My, my two boys are in flag football. Sweet, man. And then my oldest is thinking about doing the, the pads football next year for his middle school. Nice. But it's pretty cool. I like the flag football.
0: Uh, dude, I, I have said for years...
1: Five on five. It's awesome.
0: I think yeah. flag football is better, especially at the younger age, because if they start playing when they're older, what are you, what are you taught in flag football? It's to avoid contact, to get around people, juke yeah. people, make moves, right? Yeah. So... I think that that you know, think about it. You're you're jumping to catch a ball. You hit the ground. You spin so that somebody can't grab your flag. If you're playing with pads, if you don't learn that, you're you're just going for the hit, right? Yeah. But the job ju- oh, the-
1: I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. But it was funny? There was a penalty called in Slater's last game because one of the kids, the referees felt was doing a little too much. Like what did they call it? Like kind of like hiding the flag. Like his his body language when he ran past the guy trying to grab his flag was kind of like a lean, put the elbow down. That they couldn't quite get the flag And you actually get penalized for that So you have to keep the ball up And just run straight Yeah Like you can juke But the second you start trying to I think they call it like covering up Penalty or something When you try to cover up your flag You'll get
0: penalized That makes sense Glue glue it on there Or like staple it on there Before the game
1: (laughs) Yeah Well I mean when we were kids It was just socks in your shorts right? Yeah You just threw a couple socks in the side And hope that when they pulled it out They didn't pull your shorts off
0: See we were We were full (laughs) on tackle (laughs) Without pads. I oh, mean. yeah. We had we, dude, had... we did that, too. In Colorado, we had bad... Like- bad, But we did a lot of stupid things, man. Again, I, I chalk that up to growing up in New Jersey. I think you just grow up faster. You know? I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. dude. like yeah. I mean, boxing matches, and we would wrestle, but it was like full-on wrestle, like WWF wrestling, but not fake, like punches yeah. and elbows and figure-four leg locks and camel clutches. I mean, yeah. just stupid <laughs> shit. Now, now, if, if neighbors saw that outside, they'd probably call the cops. <laughs>
1: no. Dude, I, I, I forgot to even mention. I got an announcement for the show and for you. We're actually moving back to Virginia.
0: No. You're a jackass. Ava fools Texas, you bastard. Texas
1: for life. Texas yeah, for life. <laughs> no, I'm that, not going back to some place where parents are wearing masks at a cross-country event, man. Are you, dude, you kidding me?
0: It's you kidding me? It's ridiculous. Now I will say that they are going back to school four days a week um, in two weeks, so that's okay. that's positive. At least we're we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be down. I'm coming down there not till July, but I think the week of July twelfth I'll be down in uh, in Plano. So we'll, nice. have to, we'll have to try to tag we'll up. Connect. Yeah, Dude, absolutely, man. You know, um, just to sort of um, show the difference,
1: we were at a rodeo in Fort Worth. Maybe a week and a half ago. in Indoor rodeo. Like in a stadium, right? Enclosed. No, There was no masks and no social distancing.
0: Downtown Fort Worth at a rodeo event. And everyone survived. I was in there and my son looked
1: at me he's like, Dad, do you just love this? Oh, that's awesome. I said, dude. I said you know I'm loving this. Freedom. It was, it was probably like in an entire stadium. Everybody was sitting packed up against each other. And there was only maybe... One percent of people with a mask.
0: Dude like but this. Here's this, the thing. This How is this is what I love. How sad is it that that's what excites you? Right. I mean, like and, and it should. But that like yeah. that that should not you should just be like, yeah, I went to the rodeo. Alright, cool. It's just
1: life. Yeah, it should just be that's
0: life. And I'm like envious of it because I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, what the what the hell, man? Like now I will yeah. say I have
1: And people would think that was so You're responsible, and that was a super spreader event. That rodeo in Fort Worth was a super spreader. You guys have lost your minds. If you think that, you seriously have lost your mind,
0: dude. It's yeah, it's the the world is a crazy place, man. But like I said, you got to just laugh at it and keep keep trugging along, dude. All right, man. Well, hey, I'll catch up with you soon. Good good catching up. We'll talk. uh, We'll talk in a bit. Sounds good. Later, man.